Welcome to our class on Chassidus. This week we're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Mayim Rabim. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Mitzayi Shabbos, right after Shabbat, and Shabbos Parshas Noyach in his room in the year Tavshin Lamed Ches, 43 years ago, and never went ahead to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse right after he said it. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in Song of Songs from King Solomon, where King Solomon says, Mayim Rabim, the tremendous amount of water, cannot distinguish our love that we have for Hashem, and the rivers that are flowing of water, could not drown us out from our relationship and our connection to Hashem. It's brought down in uh, the different Hasidic discourse from the different Chabad Rabbeim that when it says Mayim Rabim, so we know Mayim Rabim means literally a lot of water. But what does it mean practically? What does it mean spiritually? Mayim Rabim is referring to Tirdois HaParnoso, when we are worried and concerned for our livelihood. And we start thinking intensely about all the different physical needs that we have. That is what Mayim Rabim means. So what happens, we get caught up and we're so concerned about earning a livelihood and all our worldly affairs and pursuits. So what happens is that can affect, God forbid, our relationship with Hashem. So King Solomon says, Even though we get sidetracked and we get so involved with physical pursuits and earning a livelihood, that can never take away and that can never diminish and extinguish our love that each and every one of of us have for Hashem, for God. That's the first half. And the the rivers of water cannot drown us out. In other words, that even when we have our thoughts and we're concerned and we're worried and we're anxious and it's bothersome to us, and it's literally coming like just like the, the uh, river is flowing of water. So our thoughts are, are constantly flowing at us and it doesn't stop. It doesn't let up. Just like, again, the rivers that flow st- uh, constantly. And they, sometimes they actually come with force. So it represents our, our thoughts and our concerns and our worries that are coming with us consistently and with tremendous force. And it's really starting to bother us and disturb us. But nevertheless, it can never drown out the love that we have for Hashem, and our love for Hashem will always be there and always be there, God willing, strong. So that is what the Rebbe brings from the uh, from the Medrash and from the Has- the Hasidic insight into this verse. But now the Rebbe is going to explain it more in depth, and he says as follows: What does it mean? Someone has tear dois haparnasa. You're worried, you're concerned, you're nervous, you're anxious about earning a livelihood. So the Rebbe brings, based on the verse that says in the Prophets, which means that when a person, when a person works, works with, the, with, with their hands, puts in the effort, that's how you're going to eat. So the Rebbe brings, it's known, the, the, uh, the commentaries that explain, where it says, kapecha, that you're going to work hard with your hands. And it means specifically with your hands. What is, that, what is coming to exclude? Not working with your intellect and your emotions. Your intellect should be dedicated to God. 
Your emotions should be dedicated to God. And sure, you have to earn a living. So guess what? Yeah, do the work. But exclusively only the only work. In other words, what does that mean? That even though we know that Hashem wants us to work, and the way we work, we work in this physical world, and we have to use Teba, we have to use nature. So even when we work, when we do the work that we're supposed to, and we have to work the physical world, but we have to remember, we have to only use our physical hands, and we have to remember the verse that it says, Hashem is going to bless us. And again it says, He's going to bless us what we do with our physical labor. So the, the blessing comes from Hashem. And the work, the physical work, that's what we do. But what happens... We know that that's the way it should be. But what happens sometimes because there's tremendous concealment and there's, there's tremendous disguise of godly energy. So normally, we're going to get the blessing from Hashem, Hashem but if we, if the blessing is not there and we have to put our effort into it. So we have to work hard sometimes. But nevertheless, the only thing we need to do is remember, even we have to work, and we should work, we should work with our physical body, with our physical hands, with our physical labor. In other words, our hands and all our external organs. Hands, our feet, our body, but that's it. But not our internal organs. What is that referring to? Our intellect and emotions. Intellect and emotions has to be dedicated to God. Why? Why shouldn't you use your intellect and your emotions when you're, when you're working, when you're trying to earn a living? Because since these are high-level qualities that we have, our intellect and our emotions, we're supposed to use that to serve Hashem. As we know that our main purpose, why were we created, wasn't to earn a livelihood. We need to earn a livelihood to serve Hashem. But the reason why we're in this world is to serve God. So since we're here to serve God, so the highest and most the best quality tools we have, which is our intellect and our emotions, that's dedicated to, that should be dedicated to serving Hashem. Now, but what happens, we know uh, that since sometimes the flow of energy the flow of the blessing gets concealed and it gets concealed that we have to use you know, our physical self and sometimes we have to use our mind and our heart to, to engage in business and sometimes you need your intellect to figure things out to understand things but nevertheless you should use your intellect only what's, what's totally necessary for, to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish but not to totally throw yourself totally into it and you become totally consumed intellectually, emotionally. Fine, if you have to sometimes, do it, use it. But use it in a limited capacity, whatever you have to. And especially as we know where it says in the prophets, Birchas Hashem hi ta'asher. The blessing of Hashem is what makes us wealthy. What, what does that mean? The reason why we're successful is one reason and one reason only. The prophet says it. Birchas Hashem. Hashem's blessing was caused us to be successful and wealthy. The work that we have to do, that's the garment that we have to use. That's the tools that we use. But we have to distinguish between the garment, the tools, and the blessing of Hashem. But not, God forbid, to think that's the business and it's the effort that that's causing me to be successful. So in other words, just like when it comes to garments, on a, on a, literal, on a literal level, so you wear a garment, whether you wear a shirt, a jacket, whatever the garments you wear. But what happens when a person puts on many, many garments, more than is necessary? You're not going to accomplish anything. Actually, you're going to make it worse. You can smother yourself. 
You need the exact garments that you need. So therefore you need certain garments to be successful. Use those garments and that's it. And that's what the Rebbe explains, what, what the definition of tir dosa Tir dosa means that if you only have to work physically and you start using intellectually, emotionally, that's tir dosa That's when you're starting to use high quality stuff. Or if you have to use your intellect just for specific ideas and you use it and, and that's okay and use it for more, that's tir dosa That's being worried about pranasa. Do your job, do it, make a kale, make a labush, make a garment and that's it. In other words, even though we're, we're in a situation we have to engage in work because obviously God somehow concealed the flow but the flow is not coming the way it should come and the Rebbe says the reason why the flow is not coming directly from Hashem because we're not meditating enough on Birchus Hashem Hita Asher what the Rebbe is saying is the key to be successful in business not having to put in more effort than you're supposed to is to take a moment and think about the verse in the prophet that says, Birchat Hashem Hita Asher, that the blessing of Hashem is what makes you wealthy. And when you think about that and you meditate upon that, that's going to be the source of your livelihood. And you're not going to have to put your intellect and emotions into actually earning a living. But nevertheless, let's say, for example, we're not meditating the way we're supposed to, and because that we have to work, um, we have to put our intellect and emotions, sometimes we get carried away with it, but nevertheless, even with all the tir disaparnasa, which means practically, that we engage intellectually and emotionally into earning a livelihood, but nevertheless, as much as you engage intellectually and emotionally, it can never distinguish, it can never take away the love that we have for God and our relations with Hashem on a deepest level. Now, so that is, whatever explains so far, what means tir disparnasa. Tir disparnasa means that we get too involved intellectually and emotionally with earning a livelihood. And but we have to, even then, we have to remember that the love will always stay strong. So the Rebbe says, one second, it's obvious that our love for Hashem is stronger than our, our need to make earn a living. So, for sure, the how can the the the, the involvement in earning a living? How can that knock out our love for Hashem? And Rebbe explains as follows: the reason why we're saying that Mayim Rabim, our tirdus of our our involvement in trying to earn a living, has a chance of being able to knock out our love for Hashem. And the, but nevertheless, the prophet says, but the, the love is going to always stay strong. What's the reason why we would even think for a minute that the tir disparnasa, the mayim rabim, the overly involved in the business, would God forbid knock out our love for Hashem? So the Rebbe explains very powerful insight. And he says like this: that this mayim rabim, which we explain means a tir disparnasa, the overly involvement in business, intellectually, emotionally, the whole life becomes business. The reason is because the source for the Mayim Rabim, the source for the Tir Dishapranasa, the source for this inten- intensity and overly involvement in the business, because the source is the world of Toyu. We know when Hashem originally wanted to create the world, it was a lot, a lot of light, and the world couldn't handle it. So it's called the world of Toyu, which actually Toyu comes before Tikkun, and actually Toyu is more powerful than Tikkun, uh, the world of Tikkun, the world we're in. So in other words, Mayim Rabim and Tirdus Parnasa, the overly involvement in trying to earn a living with their intellect and emotions, the source is actually a higher source, as Tayu. And because the source is so high, you might think it does have the power to knock out our love for Hashem. 
And I was like this. Why is it called Mayim Rabbim? A lot of waters. Because Rabbim, it's a lot. Why is it, how can it be so much water? How can it be so much intensity to earn a living? Because the source is Tayu. And in Tayu, it's a lot. So this is what the, this is what, this is the novel idea of the verse. In other words, even though the Mayim Rabbim is so strong because it comes from Tayu, and the Naharis, the stream, and it's constantly it, the, the, the bothersome of trying to earn a living. It cannot take away the love. Why would I think it could? Because the fact is, the Mayim Rabim and the Naharis, the intensity of the water, the intensity of the river, the intensity of our thoughts and our, 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 our intellect and emotions to try to earn a living, the source is Ayla Matayu, which actually comes before Tikkun. And Tikkun, we know, is the source of our Nefeshalakis. Our godly soul source is only Tikkun. But Mayim Rabim, the sources tell you. But nevertheless, even though Mayim Rabim and Tirdus Parnasa are involved in and trying to earn a living, comes from Tayu, and Tikkun, um, which basically means our love for Hashem and Nefesh Kiss only comes from Tikkun, but nevertheless, it cannot take away and it cannot extinguish, it cannot wipe out the love that the godly soul has for God. What's, that's the good question is how is that so if we're saying Mayim Rabin comes from a higher source so how is Nefesh Alakis stronger so the Rebbe says that the, the reason is because you know if you give a look in the verse before Mayim Rabin in Shir Hashim in Song of Songs the verse before that it says Rishpeha Rishpei Eish Shalhevest Yudkei in other words what the, what the verse is saying is that the source of the soul and the love that we have for Hashem, the concealed love we have for Hashem, actually comes from Atzmus Oyr Ein Soif, the essence of the infinite light of Hashem, which is actually higher than Tayu. So in other words, the Nefesh Elokis and the Ava, the source is Tikkun. But the truth is that the, the source of, of the source of it, even deeper, actually comes from a higher place than Tayu. It comes from the essence of the infinite light of Hashem. In other words, the source of the love for Hashem that the godly soul has comes from Shalhevis Yudke. The way it's connected in Rishbayesh, which means the way it's hidden in the in the coal. Rishbayesh, the fire, in the fire. And there is even higher, it's actually in the tzur, in the actual flintstone, literally within that rock. In, within the rock of Hashem, that's where that's how sourced high we have our love for Hashem and our connection to Hashem, which is actually even higher than Yudke Vavke. Because the soul, the source of our soul is even higher and higher than obviously tell you, and it goes into Atmos or Insaif. And like the, the author explains in the Kutta Torah, based on the verse where it says in the Torah, that the spirit will go back to Hashem that where it came from. So the level of Elokim that we came from is the level of Tzur. So we see that our source, our source is even higher. Again, that's the recap. So what the Rebbe is saying is like this, that the reason why you might think that the Tirdus Parnasa and the Mayim Ram can wipe out our love for Hashem because it comes from Tayu, which is higher than Tikkun. But the truth is the soul is even comes from a higher place than Tayu. It comes from the essence of the atmosphere inside the level of Tzur. And the Rebbe goes on further to say as follows. Not only can't the heavy, heavy waters and the heavy tears of Arnasa and the heavy concerns of materialism and the engagement of intellect and emotions into physical pursuits cannot take away our love that we have, the Neshama, because we're connected so high, but on the contrary, Debra says. What happens is when we struggle and when we engage into physical pursuits and materialistic pursuits with our intellect and our emotions, not only does it wipe out our love, 
the love actually becomes stronger. The love for Hashem becomes stronger and deeper. In other words, when the soul comes down into this physical world and it gets involved in the Mayim Rabbim, intellectually, emotionally, and gets involved in, in pursuing a livelihood, what happens then is it actually reaches a higher level. And a higher level than even before the soul came down into this world. So what do we say? The soul comes from the Atmosphere and Saif, but he's saying that when we come down to this world, we engage in the world, the soul actually goes to a higher level. And that's really the ultimate, and this is very, very powerful, fine, fine, powerful point we're saying is, that is the ultimate purpose of the Mayim Rabbim. The purpose of the Mayim Rabbim is, is that we do engage, but in, when we engage, we realize we have to keep our love for Hashem strong, and that takes us even to a higher place. So the goal of the Mayim Rabbim is not to get us off track, it's actually to get us on track and into a deeper track. Powerful. Mayim Ram is not to get us off track, it's to get us the goal, ultimate goal of Ayim Ram is to get us on track into a deeper track. And therefore, because the goal, the intent of the Mayim Rabim, the intent of the Tirunasa is not to get us off track, it's to get us to a deeper track, so therefore it cannot, by default, it cannot take away our love for Hashem. Because what's the ultimate purpose and the ultimate reason of the Mayim Rabim? Why was it created? Why, is it, why do we have all the distractions? On the contrary, to inspire us a greater love for Hashem. So when you look at my, oh my gosh, I'm struggling, this, that, it's, God forbid, don't think it's here to hurt you. On the contrary, it's here to bring out within us the greater love for Hashem. What does that mean practically? That when a person does the spiritual work by coming down into this world and engaging into the Mayim Rabim, into the, the, to the rushing waters, what happens then is you come to the level of tshuva, you come to the level of Toshuv. You're returning to Hashem on an even a deeper, a higher level. And Rebbe Sunan explained, Tshuva doesn't mean God from doing something wrong. But when you're getting involved in the world, so you're getting distracted, it's not, it's not a sin. But when you're getting distracted, the goal is to bring you to return to Shuva to even a higher place. And like Rebbe explains, we know that before the soul came down to this world, what was the soul? The soul was a tzaddik. Before every soul came down to this world was perfect was righteous. What happens when the soul comes down to this world? We become a level of Balchuva. So we start out as a tzaddik. Everyone starts out as a tzaddik. But the goal in this world is to become Balchuvas. To become someone that returns deeper. Balchuva, God forbid, it's not the concern of someone's sin and return. We're talking about the tshuva means you're going to a higher place. So when everyone comes down to this world, it's a tzaddik. Everyone's perfect. The goal is to be a Balchuva. To go deeper, to have a struggle, overcome it, and go even deeper. And as we know, the famous line that says, in a place where a Balchuva stands, a righteous person can stand there. A righteous person is here. A Balchuva maybe dips down, but then he goes even higher. So in a place where of Balchuva is at, Tzadik can't get there. Because in order to get there, you have to become not a Tzadik, go down to the level of Balchuva, and then you can go even higher. In other words, in a place where Balchuva is, a tzaddik can never stand. Not only that, that they can't stand there, they can't. Eat, they, they don't even have the the ability to stand there. Even if a tzaddik wants to go to the level of Balchuva, he can't. He has to become not a tzaddik. We has to become a Balchuva, and then he can stand there. And that's the reason why the soul comes down to this world. Why? Because tshuva is again to be clear. Tshuva is not for sinning. Tshuva means tashuv, where the soul goes back to its source. So when can you go back to your source if you leave your if you leave your source? 
if you're staying, if you were born and you stay a tzaddik, how can you go back to your source? You're there. So a Baal is someone that leaves its source, comes down to this world, does its, its work, deals with the struggle, and then it goes back to the source and even higher. And then you're able to go back to the level of a Ruach, Tashub, El Kemash, and Asana. We can go back to even a higher and, and a deeper level. Now, so what do we see from here? That the quality of a Baal someone that returns to a higher level, is actually higher than the quality of a Tzaddik. Up to the point that you can't even compare a Tzaddik to Baal Why? Because in the level where Baal reaches, that Tzaddik, even a complete Tzaddik, can't stand there. Tshuva is much greater. You have a struggle, you overcome it, you're about tshuva, a tzaddik can never stand there. So what happens then is when a person does tshuva, which means a person has a struggle, overcomes a struggle, what, that, what happens then is in the neshama, in their soul, a new component gets developed, specifically by coming down to this world. And it actually gets elevated higher than its original source, in the level of a lakim asher nesana. So Rebbe asked a simple question, one second. We're coming up now with a powerful revolutionary idea that what? That the Neshama, by coming down to this world, actually gets elevated. Tshuva, it goes to higher than before. One second. What does that mean? Because the fact is we know that the source of the souls, what did we say before, is in Atzmusa Yizborech, in the essence of Hashem, which is higher than any type of revelation, any type of um, title, etc. The souls, the source is very, very high. As we know, for example, it tells, the Talmud tells us, or the Medrash, when Hashem wanted to create the world, what did Hashem, what was his vision? Who did he have in mind? Who did he consult with? He wanted to have Neshama Shal Sadikim. He wanted to have Neshama of a Tzadik. His plan was Sadikim. In other words, before Hashem created the world, before Hashem created mankind, in his mind already, who was he thinking of? He was create, thinking about the Tzadik. Which is a very, very deep place, the essence of Hashem. In other words, when Hashem was thinking about it, we're talking about Hashem's thought, which is higher than before the person is born or revealed. Now, obviously, Hashem didn't have to create humans, so it wasn't Hashem was forced to do it. Hashem chose. Hashem had a thought, and He has a will to create, to create, to create righteous people. So, what's the source? Obviously, in that nimlach, in that idea of Hashem. So obviously the source of the soul is not in the revealed part of this world, but the source of, not in the revealed part of Hashem, it's actually the source in the inside part of Hashem, in the essence of Hashem. So where are you doing tshuva to? How can you go higher than that? But nevertheless, by coming down in this world, we can do tshuva, we can have the struggle and go higher, and even higher to its original source. So in other words, Hashem decided He's, he's going to create the world, people, tzaddikim, etc. That's where it all started. So that's our source. But when you come down to this world and you struggle and you do tshuva, you actually go higher than that source. What does that mean practically? So that brings from the Maggid of Mezrich, based on the, 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 uh, the quote from the, uh, in the Talmud that says, Yisrael Aldo B'machshava. That the Jewish people, where do we, where do we start in the, in the in the thought of Hashem? That was the original thought. That was the original plan. And he gives an analogy. Let's say, for example, someone has a child. So you spend time with your child. You develop a relationship, and then the child leaves for whatever reason. He goes away, whether it's a short term, long term. The child goes away. You forget about the child? Absolutely not. 
Why? Because the child is your child, and the child is connected to you in your thought. So even when the child physically is not there, the child's still in your thought. He might be physically away, he might not be talking to you, involved in your life, but the child is still in your thought. That does not go away. In, re- in a revealed state, he might not be here, but the child's always connected. Now, always connected. Us humans, has it work? We need to have the child, and then the child leaves, and the child's in our mind. If the, we never had the child, how can the child be in our mind? That's what humans. But let's look at Hashem. Hashem is infinite. Even before Hashem created humans and created us, we existed in Hashem's thought. Like it says clearly, Yisrael, all Before we were created, we already existed in the thought of Hashem. How can that be? Because by us, until we don't have the child, we don't have the child. By Hashem, because He's infinite, past, present, and future is the same thing. So if Hashem had a thought of having a, a, a child, having the Jewish people, even though it didn't happen, it happens later. So because past, present, and future are the same thing, so when Hashem had a thought of humans, tzaddikim, it already exists in His thought. Again, it's hard for us to comprehend it because we're finite. We did have it, we don't have it. The past it wasn't, now it is, later it's not. But Hashem, past, present, and future is all the same thing. Now, let's bring it back to our case. This that the source of souls is an atzmusa yisbarach in the essence of Hashem because minimlach, that was his thought. What did, he ha- what did Hashem have in his thought? To have humans that are existing in this world. And the way they're going to be down in this world here. That thought, the way it's going to be, the way it is that we're down in this world, that thought is in Hashem's brain. Why is that? Because past, present, and future is the same. Now, <clears throat> what was Hashem's thought? To have people create in his brain and it's never happened in reality? No. Hashem had a thought in his brain to create a world, to create people, to create tzaddikim, to create people to, to, that are going to learn Torah, do mitzvahs, etc. And that's what Hashem had turned this pleasure from. People that have a godly soul and an animal soul and they're going to overcome their animal soul and they're going to learn and they're going to pray and they're going to do mitzvahs and Hashem had tremendous pleasure from it. So now, in Hashem's thought, because past, present, and future is the same thing, so that's where it existed in the source. When does it play out? When it comes out in reality. Now, but the thought that Hashem had wasn't just a, a dream. It was a thought that something is going to play out in the fa- in the physical world. Now, so based on this, when the soul comes down into this world, before it came down to this world, would it exist in Hashem's thought? What existed in His thought that it's going to happen? The fact is, when it happens, it's a whole different level. Because now, when it really happens, that fulfills the ultimate um, intent what Hashem wanted. Because if it just remained a thought that never happened, you would missing you would missing the end the end the, the end result. Even though Hashem knows with certainty, Hashem knows everything that it's going to happen, so He knows in potential. Hashem knows in potential it's going to happen. But what's the ultimate? And what's the ultimate intent of Hashem? Is reality. In Hebrew, it's called Bekoyach and Bepoyel. 
Hashem knows it's going to happen. He knows it. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's because because it's going to happen. Hashem knows it's gonna, everything is there for it to happen. But until it happens, it doesn't happen. Once it happens, then it's poil. Then it's reality. Now, and that's why if you look in the in the term, what does it say? Who does Hashem, so to speak, consult with? With the souls of righteous people. In other words, on the level of consulting, which is basically mekayach in thought process. So the excitement was for the potential of it. And we know that it's going to happen. And they're going to be in that level. But once the soul was created and comes down to the world, and then we're fulfilling potential, not in theory, but in, in, in reality, so then we become Balchuva. So the Rebbe is explaining like this. Even though our source is in the thought of Hashem, powerful, and that source that's in the thought of Hashem is past, present, and future. But past, present, and future on the level of Bekoyach, in potential of happening. Once we come down into this world and we face reality of life, what happens now? Now it's not a bikoyach, not it's not a theory. Now it's a poil, it's real. And what are we creating in this real reality when we have a struggle and we have the Mayim Rabbi and we have the Tirdus Parnasa, we have Nuharsi Shtafua, we're obsessed with we're trying to, to be successful in the in the physical world, in the materialistic world, in the business world, in the, in the friendship world, whatever we're trying to be successful in. And we engage in intellect and emotions with it. And then we realize, no, we really want to be connected to Hashem. Our love for Hashem is the most important thing. And we reconnect. We become the love of Bolshuva. Not the Koyach in reality. That gives Hashem the tremendous, the tremendous pleasure. So the Rebbe says, he'd like to connect, connect us with the idea we know, where it says, the Torah says, the Yaakov went on, went on, went, went, started to go on, on, his, on his path. And when the Rebbe said this, this course, he said it, after because we know there's two different levels of Yaakov going on his journey. At the end of Parshish Bereshis, Yaakov's leaving on his journey, potentially. Parshish Noyach, it's reality. Like the Balchuba, he's reality. He's going in on his way. In other words, even after the whole month of Tishrei, which is a beautiful month with high energy, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Simchas and all the beautiful things of, of the month of Tishrei, but nevertheless, Hoylech Ladarkoi, he goes, he's moving, we're Ladarka in his way, which we're referring to the, the way of, not the month of Tishrei, literally getting involved in the world, getting back into reality, and dealing with physical things, up until the point of, Mayim Rabim, you're dealing with, again, Tirdus Parnasa. But nevertheless, even though he's getting involved in the world, he knows that specifically from here, that's the ultimate elevation. He becomes a real, the Yaakov Holach, where does he become a real Mahalach? Where does he start moving? Where does he start elevating? Where does he start growing? He becomes a real Mahalach. He becomes real growth starts when he gets involved with Darkoi in the physical world. And like the verse says, in the simple path of life with the struggles and the challenges, etc. That's where you become a real shaker and a real mover. And knowing this, that where is the ability to really, really grow and reach the tremendous heights, that, that literally getting involved in the physical world. The goal is for Tzoyer Chaliyah, because we're going to have a tremendous eleva- elevation. When we know that, that, that creates a reality, and that affects within us, that when we're going, we're going besimcha We're going with joy, with happiness, and with gladness of heart. And like the other quotes where it says in the Torah, in reference to Yaakov, so it says, like, Yisa Yaakov Raglov, he picked up his, his feet. 
And Rashi says, why don't you pick up his feet? And Rashi says, because he got the good news. And when he got good news, he started to move and he started to dance and he started to go very, very quickly. In other words, when you hear good news and you know it's good news, what do you mean good news? That even though we're dealing with Tirtus of Arnasa, we're dealing with the world, or back in reality, unfortunately, Tishrei, the avoid of Tishrei is behind us, but now we're dealing with the world. But we know this is going to create the ultimate elevation. This allows us to go and to go with Simcha. And when a person goes in this way, that creates a, 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 that creates and affects a reality that should be done completely and should be done without any limits. Like the quotes where it says in the Shema, without any limits. How can you go without any limits? Because you know that you're a Balchuva. You know you're going to elevate and you're doing it the Simcha. So we know the Rebbe brings from the Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab that says in the Chassidic famous Chassidic discourse that when you go with Simcha, Simcha pirates kalagdarim. When you go with joy, that breaks all boundaries, all limits. And when a person does his spiritual work um, on all three levels, like the three sons of Noach, which is Chesed, Gebur, Tiferes, which corresponds to Torah, learning Torah every day, Avoidah, praying every day, Gemilus Chatadim, doing acts of kindness and doing all the mitzvahs. And we do it completely, but more importantly, we do it with simcha, we do it with joy, with tuvlig love, with gladness of heart. So then we draw down the blessing of Hashem in everything that we need, in all three areas, children, family, life, health, food, sustenance, success, everything that we need. And we receive it with 100% completion, which again, with tremendous joy, with gladness of heart, spiritually and physically, and again, spiritually and physically together, and that will give us the greatest and most powerful blessings. Obviously, this is a very, very appropriate and important Hasidic discourse as we engage now in the world. We have to know that we're going in the world, but the fact is going in the world gives us the ability to become real Baltshuvas, and that gives us real Simcha, that we can be successful, and that will give us all the greatest blessings. Have a great and blessed week. Thanks so much for joining us for our Hasidic class, and let's hope, God willing, next class will be in your Shalayim, Yerach Kodesh, with Mashiach Tzidkenu.